time, space, reality, it is more than a linear path. What if we made another podcast episode? I'm your host, Ben, and welcome to the Great Stair Podcast. Today I'm joined by Cam and our very special guest who needs no introduction. Oh, what? I got to say, and I hate the Great Stair Podcast. <laughs> So I uh, get him out of here. <laughs> all right, yeah, leave. Um, all right, he's he's gone now, guys. That was Toby McGuire. Um, what a dick, dude. Um, but yeah. Anyway, today we're uh, reviewing Venom two and um, and what if, and so, uh, yeah, it'll just be us. Anya will be joining us for the Venom discussion once we're done. But yeah, we'll just kind of give our brief thoughts on what if because it finished today um cam why don't you say your overall things and then we can go into some more specific yeah the show definitely has its ups and downs but overall um it's good it's it's solid i enjoyed a good amount of it um yeah, definitely not the best MCU content, but um, it's enjoyable. Yeah, um, I was actually really looking forward to this show, just because I think the concept is really cool, and you know, there's just so much potential with it. And um, I gotta say, while there's a lot of stuff I really like about the show. Um, it was unfortunately just kind of a disappointment to me and pretty underwhelming as a whole by the end of it. Um, but, you know, uh, why don't we get into some specifics? Um, uh, Cam, what were some of your favorite episodes? Well, before I get into that, I can say one of my favorite things about the show in general was Jeffrey Wright as the watcher i thought he was a great choice to voice this character um he's definitely the highlight in the voice acting category for me out of the whole show he's obviously the only one who's in every episode um he carries the show um he's really great in it he has the perfect voice and um i'm excited to see more of this character in the future yeah um he was definitely a great addition to the to the franchise. Um, yeah, he was just he was very he was very good. Really uh, showed off his voice acting skills. And you want to should we just name some other ones we liked? Some other people that really did good in the show? Oh uh, yeah. Um, I guess like Lake Bell. We should bring Lake up. Bell. Um, yeah, Lake Bell is in the show. She voices Natasha, and um, she did a very great job. She sounds pretty much exactly like Scarlett Johansson. Um, I would agree. Um, I was surprised by that. And she actually gets better as the show goes on. I would say too. Um, yeah, yeah she got. I was really impressed with her. Um, who else did a good job? Um, I really, honestly, I think Chris Hemsworth sounded like he was having a good time. In the yeah, voice. I'd say Chadwick Boseman was really good. Um, 
uh, Michael B. Jordan. God, who else? Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green, of course. Um, I think but, you Josh know, in the episode he was in, um, Josh Brolin as Thanos was pretty good. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. Um, the you know, but you know, a lot of the, the thing is though is that some of these actors that they transfer over are not voice actors, and you can definitely see that in. And it's kind of weird. I I was I'm really curious with how the direction was for these actors because I thought Sebastian Stan was pretty bad in the first episode because he was really overselling it but in the zombie one he was good like he was just kind of like he's just a lot more natural i felt i don't know yeah how... another one of my favorite um voice performances was definitely um hudson thames who voiced peter parker in the zombie episode oh yeah he did he did a, he did good a job. really great job um, I was kind of hoping they'd get Josh Keaton to do it because, you know, he's already Captain America, but whatever. I can't complain. He was good. Ah, uh, God, who? I'm trying to think of any other kind of weak ones. You know, I don't want to shame anyone, obviously, but the the guy who did Tony Stark, I mean, it was a little much, I felt. Um, it just, you know, it can't be perfect, though. Um, and especially when these actors are not going to come back. Um, I think they did the best they could, but there's definitely some interesting choices with the voice acting. Yeah, I liked um they brought the collector in one episode. Um, Benicio del yeah, Toro. Benicio del Toro. He did a pretty good job too. <laughs> yeah. So I guess just some other good things out of the way is there there is a quite a few strong episodes. So. I would say my favorites were, if I had to pick three favorites, I would say my favorite was the Doctor Strange episode. And that's kind of tied with the Zombies one. I think the Zombies one is the most rewatchable one, most entertaining. But the Doctor Strange one had a really good emotional core to it. And um, I think it was just the the most... uh, well thought out i guess the zombies one was just a ton of fun really and it had a lot of good emotional beats i thought and um i mean also like you know i really loved the team that they were able to come up with it was a very unique group unique grouping for sure and then i think the third one is um the murder mystery episode which was actually a genuine surprise in it for who was the killer. And it was just really well done. It was nice seeing Fury and um, Natasha get like their own episode because I, I know it's, they're just, they're an interesting duo. And it was, yeah, nice and it was a nice little throwback to phase one. Yeah. Honestly, I have the same exact top three as Ben. So, um, yeah, yeah, like those episodes, those were definitely, yeah, um, some other ones that were good, um, that I enjoyed were the Star Lord T'Challa episode, I thought that was very fun. Um, <laughs> and it, these weren't some ones I just, um, uh, I, I liked them overall, but they weren't the greatest, were the Ultron winning one and the Killmonger one. I thought these had both 
pretty in like fairly interesting concepts, but I think the story wasn't they couldn't I feel like the Killmonger one did too much. I think actually both of them kind of did too much for their own good. I yeah, wish... I, I personally, I really liked the Ultron one, but I would agree with the Killmonger um, episode. My thing with the Killmonger one is I think it would have been a little more interesting if we got a little more of a build-up, kind of like an alternate Age of Ultron. Like I loved, more... um, personally, I loved the fight between Ultron and the Watcher. Yeah, that was great. Um, the scenes with Natasha and Clint were great. I really liked the Ultron episode. I think that was that's definitely my fourth, my number four. Uh, we got okay, and then I guess just some ones that I personally did not enjoy. Um, was the Captain Carter episode? I thought was just disappointing because it was kind of just the first Captain America movie, but with yeah. a different character swapped in, and I thought. That what hurt? was up with those octopus tentacles at the end? What was up with that? <laughs> I don't know. Personally, thing, yeah, I agree. That it was just, just like a weak way to yeah. start the show. Yeah, that's just not what I'm looking for the show. I want something that feels completely new. And this just kind of felt like retread to me. And it was a little disappointing to see it. Uh, see yeah. that. Um, Least favorite episode is that one. Yeah, and then the Party Thor one... Uh, I mean, there's it's another lame episode. Like, kind of the thing like, is, though, Cam and I did. We're, we're talked about this before. This has one of the funniest moments, though, in the whole show, where Nick Fury just gets absolutely decked by Korg. That was hilarious. It was funny. Um, it has some and, moments too. Yeah, like the, the fight movies. between Captain Marvel and Thor was pretty, pretty great. And I gotta say, I did not like the finale. I just thought it was all over the place. And I just couldn't get into it. And it's, there's a lot of, there's one really big problem with it that I think we will get to in a little bit when we just talk about, uh, when I, at least I talk about some of my big gripes with the show. Um, Yeah, Cam, you want to comment on any of those though? Oh yeah, the finale, um, well, definitely not my favorite episode. I thought it was fine. Um, I enjoyed um, the battle in it. There was definitely some things that I wished went differently. Some more things I wish were explained. The the mid credit scene didn't really do anything for me at all. Yeah, I think the um, thing that's the most disappointing about the Captain Carter storyline so far is they have so many opportunities to make a good, interesting story. And maybe they will. But I feel like they're just not doing enough to make it a twist on that on that uh, original trilogy. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, should we get into some spoilers? Because some of my well, we can wait a little bit. Um, I how would I wanted to talk about the animation? Um. Because I really loved the style of this show, and I think on paper it's really well, but I think some of the execution is a little weak. Um, and again, I don't want to because I understand these animators work their ass off, and like you know, it for the most part, I think it looks good, but 
I think mm-hmm. they needed more time to really polish the animation because sometimes yeah. the voice acting doesn't really match how the what the characters emote is emoting on screen. And it's kind of disappointing. And it makes me kind of wish the show was 2D so they didn't have to worry about that. I think the Captain Carter episode looks the most polished. And I think that one maybe has the best looking ones. But, you know, again, there's a lot to appreciate here. I love how the more cosmic powers look hand-drawn in 2D. Or, like, an explosion looks 2D. I think that looks really cool. Um, Like, yeah, it's it's a well-made show overall. Um, But there's just some gripes in the animation. And I think if they had more time um, to really nail it, it would have... It would have been a little more exciting. Um, And that's the thing. Um, I just don't think they had enough time to make this show. I think they need more time. And COVID did affect this show. Um, You know, they had to work from home and everything, obviously. But I don't really understand why they had to cut out the Gamora and Sakaar Tony episode. Because they're in the finale. And we are just kind of thrown into these variants that we have no idea. The caller? I didn't even know it was going to be on Sakaar. Oh, I I just know that from the Lego set they made of it. Um, That was very disappointing to me. I don't know how you felt. Um, I think... It was confusing for sure. Yeah, it's just... It was just... That's the thing with the finale is there's just so much. And, like... When you, especially because they didn't release that episode, it makes it feel like they just crammed in these characters that were not set up at all. And then, like, the end with Killmonger when he gets, like, the Ultron, it just felt like yeah. they way too much. And yeah. I think it's kind of weird how Zola saves the day and he's, like, a <laughs> Nazi. It's kind of weird. Tyler brought that up to me. It is kind of weird to think about. Um, but it's kind of upsetting that they didn't really get enough time to finish it, it seems. Yeah. And Overall, one thing, yeah. Well, I, I, I got one more thing, one more big flaw. Um, Tyler brought this up too. Um, we both felt the same about the depiction of Captain Marvel. We think it's severely weak in the show. And because they they write her to be so i don't know they just write her to make her so cocky and um it's almost as like the people that are that don't like that character and are you know against pre larson made that wrote that character sometimes because she's so kind of she just comes off kind of arrogant i guess and kind of full of herself and I, that's not really what the character is in the movie. So that really bugged me because I like that character. So they better give her like a good episode to make up for that. Cause I thought that was, I thought that was just kind of ridiculous, especially when she's supposed to be such a big character. Yeah. Um, I don't know. She was kind of just, she's just kind of used to be like, Oh, I'm going to step in and do this. It just, it was I mean, really- the, the situation she's dealing with, though, is kind of ridiculous in that Thor episode. It's like, yeah, but- 
that's not what I mean. I just I don't I don't like how they just use her as a a punching bag pretty much, and and then she acts like all she acts like she doesn't really act like how she does in the movies, and it was just disappointing because I I like the Captain Marvel movie and I like that character quite a bit, so I just think it was handled kind of poor on their end with that, mm. but. As far as that, um, Tyler also wanted to say they didn't do a great job of setting this up for Doctor Strange 2 because apparently this is going to tie in a little bit. But I didn't even know um, that. Yeah, I mean, I who mean, knows? That didn't bug me so much. It's just I don't really see the point why they had to assemble them all in this show. I think it would have been cooler if they somehow did it in the Doctor Strange show. I know with, you know, Chadwick and everything, but, you know, and obviously they didn't know that at the time, but, uh, hmm. yeah, I just don't see why they had to assemble them in this. I think it would have been cooler if they did it in the Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, overall, just a disappointing show for me, and um, I hope they can improve with the future seasons, so... The end. I thought it was um, pretty solid, fine show. In the end, there's some episodes I'll watch again in the future. Some episodes I'll never watch again. Yeah. I just pers- personally it didn't bother me too much overall. It was wasn't. It definitely wasn't as like investing as like the other Disney Plus Marvel shows so far. But like, it was fine. Um, I, just, watch, I hope watch they the next season for sure. I'm interested yeah. to see what else they they'll do. Yeah. I just want them to be a. I just want the next season to be a little weirder, a little more unique. Yeah, a little more unique. No, I don't need to see what if Thor was an only child, like or like a character swap from another movie, like yeah, with exactly. the Captain America. I think they can do some, the They can do some better things for sure. Yeah. So with this average. Um, Anya did not finish the show like you mentioned. Marlon hasn't finished yet, so this is just going to include uh, Tyler, Cam, and Ice. And so our average for What If is a 5.5. Yeah, um, a little upsetting, but you know what can you do? All right, so now we're going to talk about our favorite um, romantic couple in uh, Marvel history, Venom 2. Um and stepping in for this portion episode, we have Anya. Hi, everyone. Nice to see you. Yeah. So um, Cam and I were just talking for a bit. So why don't you just give your overall thoughts, uh, kick us off on this discussion of um, Venom, let there be carnage. Yeah. So I was quite excited for this movie. I am a fan of the first movie, which is a film I didn't expect to like. At the time that I saw it, but um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, you guys know me as a host. I'm not as well versed into comics and characters, so you know, I'm still discovering what appeals to me. And I discovered that um, Eddie and Venom is a pairing that interests me quite a bit, at least the way they're depicted in these movies, which are kind of absurd and silly. And I think um, they've created a really cool world like by doing that and i like these characters so i did quite like venom too and i said i really like this movie to be completely honest um i am more of a fan of the first one 
but I think this movie maintains a lot of the strengths of it. And it really, I think it does a lot of small things, at least with Venom and Eddie and Eddie's personal relationships that I quite liked, even Venom's. Um, A few things I did think were lacking and, you know, we'll get to that as a whole as we keep talking. But um, overall, I really like this movie because as it's been kind of said online, a good chunk of this movie as some people have described as a, is a, as a breakup between Venom and Eddie. And, you know, initially getting out of this movie, I was really sad that they fought so much. But um, I think it did reveal a lot about the, how the two contrast because yeah. Eddie is, you know, Eddie has his problems, but he has a very kind-hearted person, and so is Venom. But they also contrast in that way. And, you know, you can tell kind of early on in the movie, Eddie has just let Venom do a lot to his living situation. He hasn't really confronted him about it. And, you know, as they start to work through that, they kind of get off the rails. And this is all happening while Cletus Cassidy, who becomes Carnage, is basically escapes prison and is Rampage. planning a red wedding. He's, he's running a real muck. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah and I did not expect, like, there's a good chunk of this movie, like, where... Eddie and Venom are not even like attached to each other and they're kind of just chilling. <laughs> Carnage Carnage really gets like a big Carnage is a big part of this movie. Mm-hmm. That's right. How about Cam, you wanna give your overall thoughts then? Yeah. So the first Venom is a movie I do not like that much. Um I was very disappointed when I saw it a couple years ago. I was going into this with pretty low expectations. Didn't think it looked that good. Um, and I was quite blown away <laughs> that I actually really enjoyed this movie. In my opinion, I thought it was a huge step up in ways that worked for Venom. Like... It's a lot sillier, it's a lot goofier, does not take itself nearly as seriously. And, um, yeah, the first movie has its moments of, like, goofiness and stuff like that. But there was, like, so much stuff going on in the first one. I thought this one was a lot more just, like, breezy, swiftly paced, um, just, like... Yeah, it just embraces, fully embraces the campiness. Okay. Um, so, um, I got I got a full disclosure before we say this. I did see this movie twice. I had the yeah. chance. I've to... seen it twice, too, by the way. Uh, so, the first one I did not like when I saw it, but I eventually grew to enjoy that movie quite a bit. Um. And walking out of the first time, I don't know. I was just so dis. I was just disappointed. Um, you know, there's other factors to that. I think I had my hopes a little too high. I also drove to this theater. I thought it would just be incredible, but it was disappointing. You know, I am someone that believes that uh, experience can, you know, if help. Have an effect on what you think of a movie, um, and the second time I had a very good time. I got to see it with friends, 
you know, as opposed to the first time I just saw it alone, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter, but sometimes, you know, there's also a very live audience the second time. So it was just a much more enjoyable experience. And I knew what I was getting into the second time. And I was able to just kind of kick back and um, enjoy the ride for what it was. And I had a very good time the second time around. Um, and so like, it's kind of funny how both these movies have a similar effect. Because um, when I got out of this movie, I was like, oh, I was just so disappointed. I was like, come on, why couldn't I have liked it? But uh, I enjoy this movie. I don't think it's great, but I do. I did have a fun time. Um uh, I guess if we want to just jump into the cast, um, if you guys are okay with that, yeah, um, <clears throat> I'll t- uh, yeah, go. Sorry, okay. So yeah, like jumping into the cast, and I think there's a lot to highlight in the cast. I'm just gonna start with good old Tom Hardy because he's still doing a lot here. He is both the voice of Venom and you know the physical performance of Eddie, and you know I really admire that Tom Hardy does the voice i think he really enhances just the entire dynamic between them because it proves as an actor that you know for the intention of the film he understands both of them very well and especially you know handling these scenes where they argue and fight each other it's a very comically well done scene where venom wants to kick eddie out of his own apartment because they're having a fight and they need to separate from each other and the way hardy you know seamlessly does both of these performances is just fantastic and you know i think a good encapsulation of like what i like about these and um you know in the greater cast um some of my other favorites were wait just to jump in you can just tell like tom hardy is just so passionate about the character yeah i honestly think maybe it's not his best performance or anything but i think this is honestly his best role because (laughs) he is the most fun doing and you can just tell Way better than Topher Grace. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people in this cast, you know, really, you know, in their performance are really showing you, like, a valuable, like, appreciation for it. And especially um, Michelle Williams, who has become just, like, a, a small scene stealer for me in both of these movies. And I think it's also because yet another good relationship is the divorced, you know, Eddie and Anne. And what I like about this not even is, just break they, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're engaged I see, yeah. I see my bad but um fake fan <laughs> I am a fake fan but <laughs> but um you know seeing their relationship in this movie you actually see like how much is like changed from the first movie and you know in both cases there yeah. is this underlying love that they have for each other and you know it's just not quite romantic even if there are some impulses and desires by one other person at a given moment. But uh, I like how that's also explored through Venom here because, you know, the people closest to Eddie in his life now have a custom. Venom is, you know, their own separate entity too. So there's a lot of great scenes where, I mean, Venom in general, he's using other people's bodies throughout the movie. There's a great bit with uh, him and Mrs. Chen. And I love Venom and Mrs. Chen's relationship because, you know, they, I love how friendly they are together and they have a real, like, honest appreciation for one another. Uh, And then Michelle Williams, you know, there's a great interaction between all three of them, which just made me (laughs) laugh my ass off. It's a great scene. It's such a great scene. 
uh, Woody Harrelson. And I, again, everyone's going to talk about like these characters, but I want to do two things real quick. So a few, I loved Woody Harrelson and Naomi Harris. Woody Harrelson is obviously in this movie a lot. Um, and he is, you know, truly going for it. I think the movie does a lot of cool things to reciprocate how the character behaves and speaks, you know, like through visuals or like the note that he writes where the writing is all scattered, just the way he speaks kind of endlessly. I wish there was a bit more we could get from Naomi Harris because me she's too. doing what's up. I said, I'm me too. Yeah. 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 Cause like I can tell she's doing something really cool with the character, but we don't really get a ton of her. And I feel like if there was more screen time in this movie, of her, I would have loved to see what that would have been. And the last thing I'll say about the characters is that I'm disappointed with Dan in this movie. I did not really like Dan. I think he was really good in the first movie, but he did some stuff in this movie that was out of character, and it kind of bothered me. Yeah, I agree. I did not like Dan. I just think they tried too hard to make him like the, oh, what's going on around me? You know, like they just tried way too hard to make him like the straight man, I guess. Letting that comedy trope and when he I was kind of just a stand-up guy in the first one i liked that about him um he's he, not like he's more personally i feel like he's not the one character he's not like the character in the movie that everyone's gonna leave the movie talking about like oh dan yeah dan is there but i kind of i don't know i thought he was a little more enjoyable in this movie compared to the first movie because i mean i do like that they make fun of him a lot that's yeah i do i loved venom just poking fun at him and i also loved when venom at the end grew some more appreciation for him when he said goodbye to him i thought that was a really nice moment because he spent the whole movie just making fun of him and then you guys know what i'm talking about when he's like i mean i don't care for the character that much but no, I just, I think he's, I think it's just cool in the first one, how he's just like, he's not like acting all weird about the, he's just like, yeah, yeah, dude, I'll help you out. In this one, he's just like, oh, God, he's a monster again. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree with Ben. Like he, Dan has his composure in the first movie. I wouldn't even say completely, but like, you know, his loyalty to Anne and the people that you know, need help in her immediate circle being Eddie. Dan is there for him. Like, and it feels different in this movie. Yeah, it, that, I just was like, I don't know why they took it that direction. Um, Another thing, um, excuse me, mister. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'll go quick. Tom Hardy, I love him in these movies. He's very good in this movie. Very, uh, passionate about the character like said michelle williams um it seemed like she cared a little bit more in this one i mean i agree i like her in the first one but sometimes you can tell that she's kind of just wants the paycheck she kind of has a little more fun with it in this one um woody harrelson uh bugged the shit out of me the first time but second time like i since i knew what i was getting i thought it was um pretty pretty enjoyable it was just kind of nice seeing him cut loose and everything um naomi harris too um like ani said i don't think she got enough time to really stand out i think she is she's a good enough actress and the character is a good enough uh opponent for venom for her to be the her own villain in a movie 
but she's just kind of sidetracked in this one and it's a little unfortunate Mm-hmm. And then um, Brian Hull as Carnage was. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, you, no. wait. There's there's actually two more people I want to bring to light. Um, there's a detective in this movie. I forget oh. the actor. Oh yeah, he was from from The Irishman. Yeah, that. Yes. Uh, I really did not like this performance at all in the movie. <laughs> uh, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna bring him up later, but um, That's... I didn't mind. I him. just. I just didn't like the character. I just thought he just was a little unnecessary. He was very like plot a plot placement character. He was like mm-hmm. unnecessary as hell. But uh, I don't know. It didn't bother me. It was he was just whatever. Like, I was thinking about this after the movie. The character realizes that whenever Eddie is near him, something will happen. But I feel like, even though he that's proven to be true in the movie, he still lacks self-awareness in a way that I thought was like strange. And one other character I wanted to bring up is actually not even a character, but a musician named Little Sims, who just has <laughs> a very small appearance in this movie in a club, and I was thrilled. She's a fantastic musician. Yeah, yeah. Um, she did a good job. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to say... Um... Yeah, I, I agree mostly with what everyone else has said, but in Naomi Harris, I did not really like... I I was not a fan of... like I agree there could have been a lot much more done with her, but I was not even really a fan. I was disappointed by her performance. I, did, I thought her performance was pretty weak, kind of annoying at times. I um, kind of liked what she was going for with her just being really over the top, but... I don't it think just it was I don't know. weird. <laughs> like who did did someone compared it to like Harley Quinn a little bit? I forget who who said that. Yeah, the thing what is, though, you, it's, I did not. Um, no, I did. I don't remember saying that. But um, it, I don't know. It's she's just such a good actress. So it's just kind of like it sucks that like they they don't do enough with her. In no time to die. Oh yeah, that's true. She's very good in the James Bond movies. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are just having a great time. It seems in this movie, and I respect it. I enjoyed a lot more performances in this movie than the last one. Like Riz Ahmed, I did not like at all in the first movie. Woody Harrelson is just having an absolute blast, and his performance is very amusing and. He's just having a great time. Wait, one other pro we forgot to mention is that Venom Toes in the Sand. Yes, of course. That was super hot. And uh, anyway, um, <laughs> the action in this movie. Uh, let's talk about the action. Come on. The now. blast. The final battle um, is just so As fun. Marlon has told us, the scene that recreates Ted 2012 is very good. Where um, they're fighting in the apartment. I thought the end battle was kind of a lot after a while for me. Just like the set, just like in the first one, it was still fun to watch. It was a cool area to stage a fight. Um, Carnage, tornado, of course. Um, I kind of love that all the prisoners started cheering, and then he was <laughs> like, "Nope," and started. Yeah, um, 
What I mean, you know, CGI. Woody Harrelson kicking the dude in the face. What was that? Right, that was brutal a little bit. <laughs> it was just so shocking. What, like, I I'm sorry, know. what part was that? When he jumps, he jumps out of the car, goes into the apartment right before Carter no. like hacks the internet. Right, he just stomps this dude in the face. Like <laughs> it's also... not like the most violent movie ever, and I, I wouldn't even say it's pushing PG thirteen, but like Carnage is pretty relentless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, these things you these movies are pretty gnarly, honestly, for yeah. what they are. There's like things I kind of just had to ignore, like that were just really funny to me, like Carnage just having access to the entire internet all yeah, of a sudden. Like I thought that was hilarious. Like I didn't. Also, it's something you're not supposed to think about, really. The web browser he used, they use in this movie. I look. I didn't. I was like, nobody would ever use that. It's called Web Find It. But then I realized, then I realized Spider-Man web. Well, my right. friend Andrew told me, but, um, yeah, no, he, he brought that up. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that that's funny. <laughs> um, you know, I think this, like, especially in the first Venom movie, one reason I was really taken by it, you know, considering it is an action comic book movie is that I liked that a majority of the action in the movie like used physical humor and obviously that's not like what the big battles are for but like i don't know there's a lot of like somewhat slapstick and again there's the ted recreation scene in this movie where things are just kind of flying around it reminds me of puppetry to a degree like the lackadaisal like shoving of objects in the apartment um there's one physical thing i loved in this movie where venom is making breakfast for Eddie. And we saw part of this in the trailer. I, I loved, I just loved the physicality of this. He's just really trying to cheer his buddy up. And there's all, a part in the scene where like out of the little symbiote, which, you know, can like just form into anything. It forms like two little fingers to like push Hardy like in his chair or something. And I thought that was so cute. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I think this movie also has very impressive effects for the most part. There's one shot camera. For the most part. Yeah. Um, but, you know, yeah. Um, what else? Um, if Do you guys have any flaws you want to bring up? Because I just wanted to bring up. Yeah. Um, I talked about a few of mine already. So I'll let I you mean, know. the movie's kind of like the writing isn't amazing. A lot of the time, like I think, yeah, I think sometimes it's just it's super fast, like, yeah, it's, it's fast paced for, for its own, own good, and that's one of the things I liked about it. I like yeah. how fast paced and like brisk it is, but there's a few things they go over a little too quick that I was kind of just a little bit. I would have, there's a few things they kind of go over too quick. Um, I think um, in reason... particular, um, the relate. I would have thought. I think it would have been. I think one thing that both movies kind of could have done a little bit more was show like some sort of relationship between the villains and their symbiote. And honestly, they're not a, in this. They're not a match or whatever. But I thought, um, Cam, I thought you were done. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Cut that uh, out. 
Uh, anyway, I think uh, Carnage was pretty weak in this movie, and I don't know. They just I didn't think they did enough with him. Um, uh, yeah, and like sometimes it's a little too fast for its own good, and it just kind of goes through the motions a little too fast for me. And like oh. I said, the the cop character I did not enjoy. I didn't enjoy Dan, like I said, but yeah, I didn't like the re- the reveal at his end is so bizarre. And we'll get into that in just a second with spoilers. But I want to let Cam talk because I interrupted. Yeah, no, it's like. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they brush over really quickly um, how Eddie gets Cletus, like, executed. Like, the whole reason um, that he, they decide to give him the death sentence, you know what I'm talking about? The first uh-huh. time, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, whoa, what is happening? This is so quick. Like, he just, he's all of a sudden on the news, you know. But, um, yeah, I didn't, like... I didn't like Shriek, really. Um, the cop character was eh. Some of the writing. I mean, the stuff, I, I have issues with this movie. It's a very flawed movie. But um, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's a good time. It's um, really just a blast. Like, it was everything I wanted out of the first movie. Yeah. Um. Do you guys just want to bring up the post credit scene? Well, the big spoilers. Um, yeah, then um, is that the cop is toxin. Toby Maguire is in this movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so, Toby. Yeah, that reveal of toxin. I didn't understand it. I did me. not. Understand I didn't it. either. I had to look it up. I, I was just like, "What?" Like right when it happened, it was something where I was like, "I do not know what this means." I'm definitely gonna have to look into it. Yeah. Um. And then, then, yeah, why not? Let's just get it. <laughs> cut the uh, jump cut to what the, everyone cares about the end credit scene, which was insane. I really liked. I I like how they incorporated him into the MCU. Some people don't like it because some people want him to be separate. I get it. I totally do, but. This is something that they kind of had to do, you know. It's it just it was inevitable. And, yeah, um, I have to bring up, have to bring up this great YouTuber cosmonaut oh, with yes. the <laughs> flames, <laughs> which he he has a very good point. These these characters are so different from each other. They're complete. They're in complete different universes from each other. And he says it's going to be hilarious because. How how could this grown ass man have beef with this kid? <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> it is going to be very interesting how they do it because obviously the whole history is that you know Eddie has an issue with Peter Parker. Um especially, you know, after I've been rewatching Spectacular Spider Man recently and you know Part of the rage that comes, and the thing is that, you know, originally Venom usually is the combined emotions of Eddie and the symbiote. It's not so separate like it is in these movies. I like how they do it in these movies. So the frustration is all on Eddie. So I'm really curious how they're going to do it 
And I'm excited though. I am so like oh, this, me too. This post credit scene, like it's just such an exciting post credit scene. One of the most exciting post credit scenes I've seen in a while. Just it's so great. It's okay. such a I'll say about the post credits, um, you know, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the MCU. I still think this is really exciting because I like the Venom character. And I think, I believe I told this to Ben, if I could have one wish with Venom in the MCU is that I'm praying that we get a scene where Venom, Shang-Chi and Katie and Wong all do karaoke together. Yeah. Please make this happen, Mark. Yes, you heard it. Let's let's get it. Let's get that They're happening. They're both San Francisco. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And Ant-Man. And, 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 and Paul yeah. There you go. Throw oh my gosh. They Throw can, the San Francisco gang. Make they them can, do karaoke. Yeah, yeah, they can sing um, Venom by Eminem. <laughs> or they can sing um, Last One Standing by Skylar Gray, Polo G, and all of those guys. And uh, so yeah, why not? Let's just briefly talk about that song. No, how does, no, it, how, no, does, not how does it stack up to the classic Venom by Eminem? It's not as iconic. It technically sounds better on the ear. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, it's, 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 a, it's it's a little more. Uh, it's just a mediocre song. It's not as memorable. It's. Yeah, the 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 original one is only better because of its lasting uh, impact on the world. Yeah, um, right. yeah, but basically that's all I have to say about the movie. Yeah, me too. I really um, enjoyed. Like, I am just blown away that I liked this as much as I did. Like, I just am fully embraced the campiness. Had a great time. It's a comic book movie. It feels so different from any of the other ones. Like recently, it's just so fun. It's very throwback. Um, um, Anya, can I get your score for the movie for the uh, eight? This will be cut out. No, it won't. I'm just kidding. All right. All right. So whenever you guys are ready to boot up again. Um, all right. So that makes our average. For Venom, Let There Be Carnage, a uh, seven. Uh, yeah, not too bad at all, actually. Um, but yeah, you know, Halloween is, or uh, October is here. My favorite time of the year, personally. Yeah. We're hoping to do some horror Halloween special episodes. But I mean, this month is so stacked with new releases that who knows. It is. I'm uh, excited, though. Yeah, it's going to be a great month, I think. Seeing um, No Time to Die this week. Yep, same here. Seeing right. it tomorrow as of the recording of this. So. I'm also going to check out Lamb this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be seeing Lamb. I will likely see No Time to Die. I'm not sure when yet, but we'll figure that out. A few of us have seen um, Titan also. We might have to sneak that in somewhere. So I would like to if possible. Yeah. Um that's all that. Yeah, so as far as that goes, um I wait. There's a wait, he's back, guys. Could be everybody. I fucking hate the great stair pockets, but I hope you have an epic day. Get Sorry, get him guys. out. Bye, Holy shit. Get We're never letting Get him out of here. How how dare he? What Toby, what the hell, dude? <laughs> no, I'm not I hope he's not in no way home. You know what? Maybe maybe Toby can Maybe he can calm down and do the outro for the episode. 
Yeah, damn. I am guy like can I be honest? I don't want him in the movie now. I don't I want him in the movie. Not with that attitude. Yeah, I mean it's Fuck you, Cam. <laughs> all right guys that's it we gotta get out of here before he he beats us all bully mcguire is coming um every cry myself to sleep yeah have a good day jesus dude okay guys that's all for today (laughs) have a good time um we'll see you next time bye